Yo, this is Crypto Cali, this is Crypto Cali Nights. Thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. Uh, I discuss cryptocurrency and blockchain tech while embracing the culture. I'm here to share my knowledge to save you time on researching and deep diving on all these techs. A lot of stuff going on in crypto, a lot of things happen every day. I'm just here to give you a quick synopsis of what's been going on the last couple of days since the last time I talked to you. If you've been here before, thank you for coming back. I really appreciate you guys. You guys know I do this for free. I do this for the love. And I do this to share it. So with that being said, let's get into it. So the last time I talked to you guys, a lot of little events have come out, a couple of different things. Uh, Bitcoin had dipped down to about 6,000, 5,900 range. Uh, right now we're holding steady about 6,900. We did break the 7,000 range earlier in the week. Um, there was news coming out about uh, NASDAQ in 2019 releasing uh, or, or allowing cryptocurrencies to be bought on Yahoo Finance. Um, so that kind of moved the price up. Announcement of ETH futures was released a couple days ago, too. So a couple of those things kept the price up a little bit. But as of this recording, Friday, August 31st, 2018, we're looking at a $6,900 Bitcoin. Um, with that. A lot of alts have uh, dipped down a little bit. Nothing drastic. We're still holding the gains that we had uh, about a week ago or so. But right now, we've just got sideways movement. Um, this is a day that a lot of people buy in. Like personally, I DCA on Fridays. Um, there tends to be a lot of sell-offs, even in traditional markets on Fridays and into the weekend. So I like to uh, buy in when the dip happens. Usually in my range, where I'm at, uh, West Coast time. I tend to uh, buy in late Thursday night, early Thursday morning. Uh, so, you know, we've just seen sideways movement, nothing drastic, but a couple news clips real quick. Just want to throw it at you guys, show you that a lot of stuff is still happening. Foundation still there. Fundamentals are still solid. They're just getting better. So if you're not familiar with Square Cash, I mentioned them last uh, podcast, just talking about their their ability to have small businesses purchase Bitcoin or have uh, merchants use the Bitcoin um, payment system as a uh, means for their customers. So they just won their patent that they put in a couple months back earlier in the year, a patent for cryptocurrency payment networks. So Square Cash will be implementing in this process in their system very soon. And if, um, if you're not familiar with Square Cash, Google it, but it's a um, very popular uh, POS system and that's point of sale for uh, merchants to uh, contract transactions with their merchandise and customers. So they're gonna establish a cryptocurrency payment network very soon, they got the patent for it, which is the first step. So basically that is opening the doors for almost every type of retail uh, uh, establishment to accept Bitcoin, um, Ethereum and Litecoin. So that's a very big move in the, in the development of B the Bitcoin network and it being accepted. So Square Cash making moves left and right. Um, just a year ago, they were just starting their implementation of buying Bitcoin. Now they want a patent for actually transacting Bitcoins on their network. So thought that was huge. Just wanted to start with that one. Also yesterday, um, CBOE announced that they will be looking into Ethereum futures contracts. So if you're familiar with the Bitcoin contracts that came out earlier in the year, later, uh, later of uh, late 2017, um, there was 
uh, speculation that the futures were the reason why we had the uh, manipulation of Bitcoin price, but it's hard to call it. Um, then they said it was Tether. So we don't know exactly, but Ethereum futures are on the way. Um, they announced yesterday um, that they're looking into it and it will be something they will be uh, starting soon. So that did keep the price up a little bit. That helped with a little bit of a rally after the sell off late Thursday, Thursday night. But um, me personally, I, I'm not really uh, yay or nay on the Ethereum futures. To me, it doesn't really matter um, long term for me personally. Um, I don't purchase futures contracts and I don't know much about them. I just know that they're um, adding somewhat of liquidity to the market good or bad uh we'll see long term but anybody getting into space and um adding to the network activity to me is a good thing so that's that also bitrex started the fiat pairings a couple episodes back i mentioned fiat pairings and how important they are to the convenience of purchase of cryptocurrency so you being able to put your debit card check card onto a Bitrex, Binance, or uh, Poloniex, or any one of those exchanges cracking. Um, just like you do with Coinbase, how you link your card to Coinbase and they pull from your bank account. Now you'll be able to fiat pair onto Bitrex um, as a USD pair. So instead of buying BTC, Ethereum, Litecoin, and other coins to send to exchange to buy your crypto, say you're trying to buy Icon, you don't have to buy, purchase Bitcoin or Ethereum to, or Litecoin to buy those. You can now plug in your USD debit card um, onto the platform and exchange straight from fiat from your bank account into Bittrex to purchase your crypto. Um, it's only active in six states right now in the U.S. Not sure if this is active uh, anywhere else besides the U.S. I'm not sure if even Bittrex is any any other countries besides the U.S. It is located in Seattle, Washington, but um Six states are available right now. This is kind of like when Robinhood opened up their crypto exchange and announced a couple of states were able to do it. Now all 50 states. So it's just a matter of time for Bittrex allows all states to open up their uh, their USD pair. I don't have the exact six states um, for you, but you can Google it. Won't be it'll just be a matter of time before all 50 states are allowed to USD pair. So it's a big thing. You won't have to go through all that friction sending your money from coinbase waiting for the blockchain stressing on if you got it done right and this and that a lot of newbies get into it and the first time you ever sent a transaction on the blockchain i'm pretty sure you were sweating when it took 10 minutes and then when the network is uh, busy and active it could take up to an hour or a couple hours so um you, that deletes that stress that network uh clog being able to use usd pairings straight into your crypto of choice so Bitrex and also, sorry, the fiat pairings will be for ADA and Zcash, ZEC. Um, so check that out on Bitrex's website or Twitter. Um, and you should be able to get the breakdown of what that news was about. So we always get tweets from uh, big names in the world about uh, Bitcoin or cryptocurrency. And it can either drive up the price if it's positive or it can tank it too if it's negative. And Elon Musk has already spoke out about crypto um, he spoke out about it saying that he liked Ethereum and blockchain tech. And he said he was going to start a crypto candy uh, uh, company and he's going to sell crypto candy. 
Um, we haven't heard about that yet, but we haven't heard about uh, what was going on with that. But he is a revolutionary. He is someone that is that thinks out the box, outside the box. Um, cryptocurrency is something that people rumor that he was part of, that he's Satoshi Nakamoto and this and that. If you're not familiar with Elon Musk, he's the owner of Tesla, CEO of Tesla. He's a very smart man. He's um, sending planes and, and Teslas to the Mars and all type of stuff. But he put a tweet out saying that he likes Ethereum. He wants Ethereum. Don't know in what capacity does he want to buy into Ethereum? Does he want to use Ethereum? Um, I don't know what he means by it, but he says he likes it. He wants it. And even if it is a, a, a scam coin. And he put this tweet out uh, yesterday, um, basically. And, you know, Ethereum's price didn't tank. It did go up a little bit. Don't think it had any relation to the tweet. But um, it is suppress the selling activity of ethereum so far um you've seen the 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 selling pressure kind of wean off it's kind of not there as much as it was doesn't mean icos won't still dump their eth when they go to their mainnet or token swap but um he did put out a tweet elon musk he likes ethereum he uh doesn't care if it's a scam coin or not i don't know if that's because he bought in ethereum low and he wants this price to stay where it's at so he can uh, make more money. Who knows? Maybe he likes Vitalik and this was his way of recruiting Vitalik. Uh, we have no idea how this works, but Elon Musk, check out the tweet. It's still on his page. Um, he's he's every once in a while. He shouts out some crypto stuff. And I like it, you know, good or bad. All publicity in crypto to me is good because it's so infant. It's we're so on the infant stage that because Bitcoin being the honey badger, it can get through anything. I don't care about negative news. I just really like positive news, but negative news doesn't do much. It just it just pulls out the weak hands. You know, it doesn't really uh, affect the strong hands in the, in the network. So uh, check out Elon Musk tweet on his uh, Twitter. Oh, I read a stat that said PayPal has been surpassed by Bitcoin transaction volume. One point three uh, trillion dollars. So PayPal's uh, transaction volume has never broken one point three trillion dollars and um bitcoin has just passed it so um if you're not familiar actually elon musk was part of paypal in its um beginning stages and he went on to make tesla obviously but uh paypal has always been the newest form of transfer of money after western union and others MoneyGram. paypal was supposed to be your next stage money transfer easier to do you have a debit card, you know, um, you could do it over the internet, you know, a lot, a lot more friction, uh, very frictionless compared to Western Union. You have to go into the pace, get your code and wait for the money, this and that. PayPal was a lot more seamless, but PayPal's uh, competition is cryptocurrency, Bitcoin in general. So there's been times where the PayPal CEO has come out saying that Bitcoin is a fad, this and that, but it's a threat to his company. It's a threat to his whole existence. So... For example, I saw a tweet of a guy that sent um, a couple thousand dollars to his family in the Middle East and it cost him 200, 300 something dollars. And then the exchange rate when he when it got there, it cost him another couple hundred dollars. So the money he sent was only about 90 percent of what he sent, 80 something percent. So um, they're looking at it like, hey, PayPal is supposed to be a means. It's supposed to be a means to help you send money at a cheap rate 
And yes, it was at one point. But now that we have cryptocurrency, that guy could have sent that Bitcoin and only paid a couple cents, you know, maybe a dollar. So um, it just shows you the feasibility of Bitcoin, especially with money transfer. And that's PayPal's main focus with their company is money transfer. And, and, and they get fees out of that, which they're 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 supposed to get. That's how their model is. Uh, that's how their business model works. And, and that's what they do. But they have a big threat that's coming towards them. And that's cryptocurrency. And um, it just shows you that uh, these type of companies are going to eventually fall away unless they adapt and get with the program. So Square, they adapted and get with the, got with the program. That's why they're winning right now. You know, they didn't fold and 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 and, um, and they're not delusional about what's going on like PayPal is now. Maybe PayPal is uh, baiting and switching us. Maybe they are uh, putting through patents and and, and um, establishing a cryptocurrency uh, payment platform somewhere. Maybe they are. But uh, if they're not, they're going to end up losing. So I thought that was funny that Bitcoin has passed the transaction volume of PayPal. It's very big. So Coinbase did a study um, and they, they surveyed a couple thousand students, uh, college students, and asked them, um, do they hold cryptocurrency? Do they invest in cryptocurrency? And after this, the survey was uh, conducted, they found out that 18% of all students they interviewed said they do hold cryptocurrency, which means about a fifth of those kids own cryptocurrency. Um, that's a big number to me. 18% might be small to you. But 18% is one-fifth of all college students, meaning that they have friends, they talk a lot, a lot of kids like to follow others. Um, the young generation, they tend to latch on groups and they tend to follow the group. So if a fifth of all college students say that they do hold cryptocurrency and they do purchase cryptocurrency, it's only going to take a couple years before that 18% turns into 50%. Because all they have to do is convert another person that is close to them to buy into and to believe and to invest. And there goes your 40 something percent um, buying in. And then the ball will just start rolling after that. So an 18 percent of college students buying crypto is a big deal. Um, and, and that's the next generation that believes in this new system. Um, they've seen their parents lose their homes. They've seen. Um, the, the stock market crash. They've seen these things happen. They've seen companies going down. They've seen Toys R Us go down because of Amazon. They've seen what capitalistic markets can do and how our, our, our country works. But within that whole process, they don't want to uh, relive the past history that our parents went through. So they're looking at these vehicles like cryptocurrency and these investment products as a uh, hedge against the new world that's coming. Um, they're correcting the mistakes that they might have seen before um, and, and, and being more proactive. That's one thing that millennials uh, get a bad rap about. And I'm part of that group. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a 30 year old something man. So I'm in that I'm in that group. Um, and, and I've always been um, a proactive person. And I have had friends around me that weren't as proactive, but the ones that were were even more so. If we get a bad rap as being millennials, but yes, there's lazy kids and lazy uh, young adults that don't really take the initiative and do their diligence. But there are also even more people that do. So the divide is just getting bigger. We're getting more on both sides. 
Um, news just tries to um, focus on the weaknesses of people in the world instead of exposing and, and um, or not exposing, sorry, instead of embracing um, the positive of the world. So um, it's just a, another um, stat out there. 18 percent of college students are buying crypto, investing in crypto and have faith in crypto. Um, it's just a, it's a very good thing to see that. And um, Coinbase conducted this study. So um, take it with a grain of salt, but, you know, that that's what they came with. And I like it. Yeah. So real quick, um, I posted a, a clip about uh, what is an investment and on my page, crypto underscore Cali. Um, go check it out. But if you haven't seen it, I just want to break it down real quick. And it basically discuss uh, Usain Bolt. He's a Jamaican uh, sprinter. In the Olympics, uh, he's won nine gold medals uh, in three different Olympics. Um, but I basically posted and said to invest in the process, not the product. So it basically says Usain Bolt has won nine medals in the last three Olympics, and he's run less than two minutes on the track. Usain Bolt ran for less than 115 seconds in the total of three Olympics and made $119 million. That's more than $1 million for each second he ran. But for those two minutes he trained, or sorry, but for those two minutes he ran, he trained for 20 plus years. That's an investment. So like I said, invest in the process, not the product. So this guy literally has made a hundred and nearly $20 million off of endorsements, winnings and everything for only two minutes of running. But he trained for 20 years. All right. And that's cryptocurrency in essence. People think, oh man, he made so much money in this amount of time. How long was he was he invested? When did he invest? You know, um, the process is what got him that that run up, you know, so you can hold on to a crypto and something you believe in for a certain amount of time and only cash out at a certain level because of your your length of tenure, how much you had invested in the time invested in. This guy spent 20 years trained for 20 years, but he only had to run for two minutes because when his when his number was called he ran. So just like you, your holdings, your portfolio, you're holding these, you're training right now. All you're doing is training your mind and your, and your, and your mental fortitude about what is a good investment? What isn't, how do I adapt my portfolio? Where it goes here? What goes there? Do I like this? Does it make sense? Um, do you sleep well at night? Things like that is the process. And this is a, a daily thing, you know, um, even if you can't, uh, check news daily. You're doing something to solidify your, your position or your holdings, you know, um, and that's the training part. That's the process. I don't think you'll need 20 years for a cryptocurrency to show its value, but you, you can see how that makes sense. He spent 20 years training and won 120 million, but only was on the track for two minutes total. He, he made a million dollars per second that he ran. And it wasn't because he ran, it's because he was the best runner, right? So you can look at him as an investment. Pick your best runner and train the hardest with your best runner, right? You have other runners, you have another, you have a team, that's your portfolio. But sing, signify who is the top runner and put your best effort into them, right? And that might be a couple. It might not just be one. You know, it's a race to the top. Yes, there'll be one winner, but you can still be second and third on that podium. 
you know, and you'll still be raising an award. So that's how I kind of look at it. Um, check out the post. You want to read it. it might make more sense than what I explained, but I just basically labeled it as invest in the process and not the product. A lot of people are investing in, investing in coins and tech because of the, the future prospect of what it could be. But people can put up a white paper and all type of concepts and, and schemes and all these diagrams and photos. But what, what process are they un, are undergoing? What, what kind of developments are happening before that product is developed? Yes, you need a working product, but I'd rather have a consistent process that makes sense to get to that product than just something thrown out there. So I thought that post was pretty cool. Just wanted to touch on that real quick. So my last piece, uh, I also came across another clip uh, and this was pretty cool just to see the breakdown to show you how big cryptocurrency is and just these exchanges alone and um, in particular Binance. So it said the post said someone said it's unfair to compare Binance with Dutch Bank or Deutsche Bank. I'm not sure how to say it. I think it's Deutsche Bank. D-U-D-E-U-T-S-C-H-E Bank. Um, it's overseas somewhere. Um, basically exchange versus bank. So I made this up. Now it's apple to apple, I suppose. So this guy posted a breakdown saying 2018 quarter one, the profit for Binance was 200 million. They had 200 employees and they've only been around for eight months. NASDAQ, their profit for Q1 of 2018 was 209 million. They have 4,500 employees and they've been around for 45, 47 years. So pretty much it's showing you that Binance, who's only been around for eight months and has 200 employees, has made literally the same amount of money as the NASDAQ has made in the Q1 of 2018. But they have 4,500 people to pay and they've been around for 47 years. So that breakdown and that uh, comparison shows you the uh, the the importance and the uh, gravity of what we're dealing with, with cryptocurrency. We're talking about a, a worldwide bank that, and 209 million is, is, is not like money. That's big, you know, even for the NASDAQ. But we're talking about a cryptocurrency exchange that just exists on the internet. Um, and it makes the same amount of money in eight months. With, with 200 employees and not a lot of backing, when it comes to uh, investors across the world, I'm sure there's a lot more people um, that know about the NASDAQ than they do about Binance. And, and Binance is already on pace to beat them in quarterly earnings. So it's just showing you how big this space is. It's showing you that this isn't going anywhere before we go down. Um, and I don't necessarily think we're going down at all. So, you know, strap on your seatbelt, really get in tune with what you like and what makes sense. If you're into crypto just for making money, get in it for just making money. If you're in it to actually establish a network, build a blockchain, build a crypto, help help the people that need help in this world, um, the um, less fortunate and uh, the, uh, the less tech savvy people that don't understand what's coming, get in it to help. Get in it to help, even if it's selfish reasons, get in it. Um, everybody has the ultimate goal. Uh, me personally, I'm in it for everything. I'm in it to, to escape my corporate, uh, situation that I'm in. I'm in it to, uh, add legacy to my family. I want to expand my family tree. I want to be able to have my kids supported if I'm not here. And even when I am, um, I have means to get things done. And, um, 
I'm here for it all. I'm here just to embrace the culture. I'm here to just, just, you know, spread love, you know? So, um, just remember you're, you're on the cutting edge of something that is the biggest thing to ever happen to mankind in my person, in my, my, uh, personal opinion. Um, I think there hasn't been any technological advancement besides maybe, uh, fire that can beat uh, cryptocurrency. So, and fire technically wasn't human made. So, um, I just look at this as the number one. We've never seen anything like this. And me being a technical person and been into computers my whole life, this is just my calling. So I don't stress this on anybody that doesn't feel comfortable in the space, that they don't understand anything. Don't worry about it. You'll have to deal with it at some point. Um, and at that point, if you did avoid it for this long and you are dealing with it, you'll probably understand it a lot better. There'll be a lot easier ways to be in it and have to deal with it. But eventually everybody will will deal with this in some way. So um, I just say if you have some type of interest in it, just embrace it and get in it. Um, and then we'll see where this goes. But if you're like me, you know, strap your seatbelt on. It's about to get here. So um, with that being said, I wanted to touch these top five coins next. Um, and these are just the top coins that I want you to look into and research to study. These aren't any picks. This is not financial advice. This is just something to show you um, different concepts of other coins and, and other avenues to look at in your portfolio. You might not have heard any of these. You might have heard all of them. You might look into these and love them, or you might have heard these before and hate them. So I'm just going to give you five real quick. Um, the first one is Substratum Sub. This is in the top 101 to 200. Um, tends to fall in and out of 100, but uh, it's a decentralized internet, pretty much IP uh, services uh, platform. So check out Sub. Um, Navcoin is the next one, NAV, and this is your privacy coin. Um, they also have a blockchain that allows dApps, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that's Navcoin, NAV, and then Wabi, W-A-B-I. This is your RFID, oh, sorry, RFID food tracking system. Um, it tells you the origins of food, what it's made of. Um, they also can tag other items to tell you the origin of the existence, um, how it was made, what materials is in it, where it came from, similar to VeChain, um, authentication services, things like that to verify baby food and things that are very important to be confirmed that they're real. Um, um, the next one is, and that's Wabi, sorry, W-A-B-I. And the next one is Dragon Chain. This is your uh, incubator for blockchain development. This is a uh, blockchain um, that was uh, first headed up by Disney. Um, they're based in Seattle, which is near Bittrex. They're only on KuCoin right now, but rumor is they will be put on Dragon Chain, or sorry, they will be put on Bittrex soon. There's affiliation with Starbucks, Disney, and Bittrex, all under the Dragon Chain umbrella. So check out that one. Um, I think their ticker symbol is DRGN. And um, the last one is QLC Chain, and this is your mobile data services, and they actually are linked to 40 to 50 different companies that service up to 10 million people, and they're basically coming to be the middleman for um, for uh, mobile data um, services across the world, um, and that can be anything from um, um, data uh, downloads, like uh, your mobile data, your um, internet services. Um, VPNs, um, that's their main focus is the VPN service and 
being able to send mobile data to anybody in the world, anytime, anywhere. So check out QLC chain. So that's your top five real quick. These are just something to look into and research. Substratum, Sub, Navcoin, NAV, Wabi, W-A-B-I, Dragon Chain, D-R-G-N, and QLC Chain, QLC. Check out those top five. And real quick before we go, I just want to touch on my DCA update. You know, I touch and give you guys my DCA update at all times, every episode. If you're not familiar, if this is your first time hearing about my dollar cost average, um, I basically have been buying into one of my best top coins, and which is Icon. I purchased a set amount every Friday. At least I try to. Every Friday, a set amount. Doesn't matter the price. Doesn't matter anything. I put it in. I don't look at it. I had a goal in mind on the holdings that I wanted in ICX. I'm three quarters of the way to that goal. Um, pretty much about 80% to that goal at this point. And um, we're, we're about a little over halfway through the year. So I'm no, I'm, I'm, I'm nowhere near. I thought I would be. Um, I thought I would be less than that at this time of the year. I didn't think I would have this much um, at this point. But dollar cost average proved to me: if you consistently buy in, there will be those dips and there will be those times where you'll be able to pick up a lot more uh, of your holdings um, for the same value you purchased in January. You know, I was buying ICX at $13 in January at a set amount, and, it, and my set amount never changed, but the price of ICX did. And I read, I, I went through all the flood storms, ICX and everything. So today me buying ICX at this price is nothing like when I bought in January. So it brings me pride and, and comfort that what I'm doing is right. And um, it's consistently uh, working. So ICX is something I'm buying into. Um, just want to break that down for all the newbies. But I am adding Cardano ADA to the system and XLM Stellar Lumens. I've already held positions in both of these before, but I hadn't bought any recently. Now I see that XLM is at a stable price to me, and so is Cardano. I'll be buying into these dollar cost average too. Um, like I said last podcast, ICX, once I hit my goal, I will stop dollar cost averaging on ICX, but I will still purchase on dips, and I will replace ICX with NEO. NEO was one of the first coins I wanted to buy into, didn't really fully understand how to purchase crypto over a year ago. Uh, it was when it was called Ant Shares, and I missed the boat on Ant Shares. When Ant Shares rebranded to Neo, it ran to $300 in six months, and I could have picked up for a dollar or two. So lesson learned. Oh well, I'm still alive, and I have another chance. So that's why I'm dollar costing now. I stay consistent, and I bring you guys this info. So if you are, um, if you are familiar with dollar cost averaging, and or if you are. Um, not confident in buying in a coin at a certain amount, dollar cost average to your favorite one, something you really like, and, and and ride along with me. Anybody that's been doing it since January with me, good job, keep it up. You know, make sure you're taking a little off the top if you can on pumps, you know, just to satisfy that uh, that fix. You know, everybody needs that dopamine hit. So, but if you're a solid hodler, keep buying and hold. So um, I'm not worried about uh, um, price fluctuations. I plan on being here 10, 20 years down the line and um, the rest will be history. So I'm documenting all these days and all these uh, these breakdowns so that a year from now I can do a flashback Friday and show you guys, look, we were DCA and on this Friday and look where we're at. Now we're doing this, you know, so it's going to be a lot of encouragement later a year from now. Right now, we I don't have a year to look back on. So right now I'm just documenting, but 
next year, I'll, I'll be glad to pull these back up and, and see where we're at. But I think we'll be fine. So um, I just want to encourage everybody to stick with it. It's just a bear market. It's not a big deal. All right. We're still up in Bitcoin comparison last year at this time. Um, I don't even think it was $6,000. So $7,000. So we're still up, you know, a lot of people aren't in on the, on the, a lot of people aren't in on this. So, you know, you're early in the game. You know, if you're a young person, you know, quit with the, uh, get rich quick schemes. They're not there. All right. No one that you know has gotten rich quick and kept their money long. All right. So yeah, you might got rich quick, but you didn't last. It didn't last long. Anybody that took their time making money, appreciated the effort they made making the money. Therefore, they don't lose it quick. They actually gain more because it's a solid process. You, it becomes a daily activity. It becomes a habit and you almost itch to do more, you know? So with that being said, I hope that helps you guys. I'm going to be coming back to you guys in a couple days. Remember, I got the hip hop crypto spot. I will be posting a link for that uh, today. The second episode will be posted tomorrow. Um, I really appreciate you guys. If you're not familiar with the hip hop crypto spot, I'm basically just doing another segment um, recording with my friend Ro, where we discuss the influence of hip hop and music in the music industry and how um, young entrepreneurs and even young adults and even people that have been in the music industry for decades can take their intellectual property, which is their music and, and give it for free, but use that that audience to purchase uh, their crypto or go to shows and things like that through their own platform, a decentralized label in essence. So you could pay, have them pay for uh, their, your albums or your music. And then um, on the back end, you can uh, give out free shows, you know, or vice versa. I give out free music, but I charge for my show decentralized through my network, or I give out a certain token. And this token is, it's can be redeemable for my albums, my merchandise, um, tours, tours, tour sites, all type of things, shows, doesn't matter. So check out the hip hop crypto spot. I just want to throw that out there. Really appreciate you guys. I'll be checking back with you guys in a couple of days. Peace.